This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. This is Reception Perception, the show. James Cole and Matt Harmon. Uh, The big wide receiver news, um, it's really on the injury front. You know, it's Mike Williams, uh, potentially out for the year with a torn ACL. Uh, Big time injury there for Mike Williams. Uh, We talked about in previous episodes of this very show, Matt. Okay, where is Quentin Johnston in his development? Is he ready to go? Uh, is it going to be, you know, is it going to be a collection of wide receivers opposite of Keenan Allen uh, to step forward? I don't know. Mike Williams had himself a pretty good game yesterday, and actually he's had a really good year, I think, as Mike Williams. Uh, but the guy, man, and the man was Keenan Allen. I mean, this dude, hello, hello. I mean, you talk about a guy that was welcoming an OC change. Good Lord, Keenan Allen is playing out of his mind right now. Yeah, uh, I have to take an L on doubting Keenan Allen heading into this year, and I've never been happier to take an L through the course of like my um, ten right. years of covering the NFL. Right? Like this yeah. is the easiest. Like, hey, go ahead. I, I admit to taking the L because, like I said in preseason, I think Keenan Allen has been the most underrated superstar receiver over right. the last decade. Like he's been that good, and I don't think he got the national credit um, really. To, to be put in that elite tier, you know, not, not only that, I feel like Keenan Allen is like your favorite receivers, favorite receiver. You know what yes. I'm saying? I think He's I so literally underrated. wrote that in his reception perception profile. Oh, that he is, he is your favorite receivers, favorite receiver. Like even to this day, I'd have conversations. Like I mentioned talking to Justin Jefferson about it, like Jamar chase and all, like all mm. these guys are all like, Oh yeah, I watched Keenan Allen. Like Keenan Allen's my favorite, you know, <laughs> all that go. type of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, he, he is literally your favorite receivers, favorite receiver. But anyways, like obviously the whole crux of, um, why sort of, you know, it was not that like I was concerned about Allen coming into this year was that we saw a decline in his success mm-hmm. rate versus man and zone numbers uh, heading into, you know, from from a steady decline from 2020 to 21 and then 22. Um you know, and I think obviously in hindsight, and you know, this was something I noted. This this was very possible. This was the case that he was obviously just playing too early off a hamstring injury last year, and he was you know just not a hundred percent. You know, and 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 I think that's probably a big reason why those success rates were what they were. So far this year, he's been great. You know, he's obviously been the engine of the uh, Los Angeles Chargers passing game. Mike Williams agree. You know, we can talk about what the offense looks like without Mike Williams, but uh, he's been having a good year. But truthfully, like it's been about Keenan Allen in this in this passing game. I will say, like I charted this game back on um, from from week three. A couple things. One, somebody needs to explain what Brian Flores is doing over there with the Vikings defense. They need to explain it to me like I'm five. Uh, I don't get what's going on on that side of the ball. But I will say specifically with Keenan Allen, Kellen Moore is just using this guy exactly like how he should be used. Like Mm -hmm. at this point in his career, you know, this is something I wrote in his reception perception profile. Like he has to be 
from 21 or 22. He has to ex- almost exclusively be an off-ball player, and he has to be almost exclusively in the slot. That's most of mostly where he is lining up. He was in pre-snap motion in the backfield, 11.5% in week three. He was in the slot on 60.7% of his snaps. He was off the line on almost 70% of his snaps. Like they're They're lining him up in the right spots. And the routes that he's running, I mean – 14.6% dig, 22% curl, 19.5% slant, 9.8% screen, 12.2% flat. Like they're only using him on the routes that he's still really good at cuz I still think yeah, he's not going to get open very much downfield consistently, but it's like okay, we don't care. We're going to get him into space and we're only going to have him run the routes that he even in 2022 when his numbers were down he was still really good on slants and curls and digs and out routes and flat routes. It just was the downfield stuff. And they're just not having him do any of that, which I think is really good coaching. And it's allowing a player who, even if he is in a you know decline phase of his career, it just doesn't matter because he can still run those routes really well. The, the success rate versus man is back up near to where we would expect. And he still has uh, the be- probably you know top five hands in the NFL, even in contested yeah. situations. Uh, you know, I, I the one thing I did notice though is like, okay, yeah, so they're running him inside, but they're still playing him downfield just a bit more um, than they did. It, it's not all these little bunny hop routes that I think we saw over the past few years, right? You take a look at his air yards per target too. I mean, they're way it's way up, man. It is, you know, he, right now he is uh, what he's at eight point two air yards per target, right? Um, and, and that is like, again, more in line with what we saw from like 2017, 2018, 2020, he was down to 7.2 air yards per target in 20, you know, in, in 2021, uh, again, it, it's like, you know, uh, somewhere around that eight yard, eight, eight air yards per target. So he's getting some more downfield looks too, despite the fact that they are lining him up, uh, inside so often. Yeah. They're really good about, um, scheming up some shot plays still eight point five is or 8.2 is not that that high and that's sort of my you know it's lower than guys like mike williams it's lower than guys like josh palmer on this team and that's sort of my question now because obviously like i said look i i was i i'm happily taking the l on fading keenan allen this year um you know happily taking the l there whatever that that's great but i think now that mike williams is not out there he's not gonna be out there for the rest of the season i think we have to ask ourselves a question of how does this offense change uh, going forward? Because I think, you know, a big part of maybe part of what Keenan Allen's average at the target or, or low air yards last year, some of it is obviously his skill set. He's a short area player. Some of it is also, um, it, it was he 100% healthy? I think we can say right. 100%. No, he was not 100% healthy. But also, people clearly defended the Chargers last year, despite the fact they have Justin Herbert and oh my God, how good was Justin Herbert on, on Sunday oh, in week three, dealing. but people still defended the Chargers with the roof over their head. They had a, the, that Chargers offense had a roof over its head right. and they were happy to squat on short routes and squat on because they weren't scared when Mike Williams wasn't out there. And even when Keenan Allen wasn't out there, especially they're not afraid of anybody downfield. And are we not now in danger, James, of running into that problem again if we are losing Mike Williams, who is not a perfect player, but we talked about him on the show. He's probably the number one like non-elite X player in the NFL where he's a vertical guy. He threatens downfield. He wins in contested situations. Like Josh Palmer is a fine player, but he's he's kind of like, what, maybe 70% Mike Williams? like in that same sort of role. 
Right. And Quentin Johnson, the rookie, just hasn't been playing. Like he has run around a few and thirty percent of the dropbacks so far. So I think losing Mike Williams is a big deal to this offense. And I'm curious how that changes things for all of these guys going forward. Hey everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm curious to see how far away Jalen Guyton is um, and whether or not he's just completely, you know, lost the speed, right? Because um, that was, despite the fact that he was just a bit player for the Chargers in, in seasons past, he was a guy that you would say, all right, I'm going to run this guy deep downfield. I'm going to clear some guys out and we're going to clear it out for our under, more underneath players like Mike Williams and, of course, like Keenan Allen and to a degree Austin Eckler as well, right? So um, Jalen Guyton started the season on the pup. Does he come back? I have no idea where he is at with his injury um, and, and whether or not if he does come back from his, his injury, whether he'll have any juice whatsoever uh, still as a speed guy. But they didn't cut him. They didn't mm-hmm. cut the guy, which I thought was important, right? Um, and Quentin Johnston now, man, like he becomes a very integral part. It's a big part of why they drafted him as high as they did, right? Uh, the injury concerns, I think, certainly for the wide receivers has always been a, a, a little bit of a, a hindrance for the Chargers. I mean, I guess injuries just in general for the Chargers. OK, nah, yeah. Uh, yeah, but I mean, but again, now now Quentin Johnston becomes a very important piece for this offense. I think they're going to have him. Uh, you would think, given his draft capital and his skill set, man, can this guy get downfield and open it up for some of these other guys? I don't know. We're going to find out. Yeah. And. Like, look, I obviously got Keenan Allen wrong, um, but this was a pretty much – we talked about it just last week. I feel like this is exactly – or maybe it was on the Sitco show. This is exactly how I thought this was going to play out with with Quentin Johnston, that he was going to play behind Josh Palmer early to start the mm-hmm. season because he's a developmental player. He wasn't ready to rock from, from day one, but you know what? Now it's like, okay, but they need him to be that guy. They need him out there because um, Josh Palmer, again, is not a separator. He can win contested catches downfield. He very much is like a poor man's Mike Williams, which was why when they would lose Keenan Allen in years past, uh, particularly to start last year in 2022, they would just have two guys that were too samey. They'd have Mike Williams and they'd have a guy in Josh Palmer playing in like Keenan Allen's position, but he's more like Mike Williams and it would really, really be a hindrance to the offense. So maybe Josh Palmer, like, look, I think that guy's going to have some good weeks in fantasy we've seen him have good weeks in Mm -hmm. fantasy when keenan allen is out there like that matters a ton to the josh palmer projections but i think they just need quinton johnston to step up and show that he can beat zone coverage in the nfl that he knows when like technically where to sit down and like how to be on the same page with um with with justin herbert that's going to be a big issue if if we're the Chargers have week five bye which is key because I think they'll probably get Eckler after the week five bye. That's probably when yep. he'll return right. um, off his ankle injury. Uh, you know, I think hopefully Quinton Johnson will be ready to go at that point. Like he'll right. re- be ready to be an integral part of the offense. Cause if he's not, if we get to like week eight, nine, 10, and he still hasn't really been a factor, I think the chargers offense will suffer for it. 
All right, so in last night's game, in yesterday afternoon's game, um, Quentin Johnston played 25% of the snaps. He only played 16 offensive snaps. Josh Palmer played 39 snaps, good for 61% of the offensive uh, team snap share. So just to give you an idea right now where the Chargers view um, their talented rookie in Quentin Johnston, uh, it's just like we're talking about. He's just not ready. The Chargers don't view him as being ready because again, they invested huge draft capital on this guy and they're only playing him 25% of the snaps in an absolute must win game Mm -hmm. against the Minnesota Vikings. I think that gives you a real sense of like, okay, how much do we trust this guy? You know what I mean? So, um, but no more Mike Williams. It's going to be some combination of Keenan Allen, Josh Palmer and Quentin Johnston, uh, at least certainly in week number four. And then we'll see. What happens after week five, after their week five bye? So uh, interesting stuff there for the Chargers. I still think they need a little bit of team speed. Maybe, maybe, maybe Quentin Johnston actually ends up being a downfield threat, a guy that clears out the rest of the field for somebody like Keenan Allen and then now Josh Palmer as well. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 